Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to Behind Relationship Goals. I am Fofo. And I'm Bones. Ah. Wow. <laughs> it's a new episode for today. We've been having some really good episodes lately, don't you really think Really so? good topics as well. I think we've been able to tackle a bunch of different topics on a deep dive kind of level. I think it's a lot of topics that we have a lot of experiences about, mm-hmm. which is why it was such an enriching conversation. Feedback has been great. We really enjoy when you share your own experiences because that gives us talking points to follow up on a topic because I think there will be recurring episodes and recurring topics on Behind Relationship Goals because as we're experiencing, as we're growing as a couple, we find these topics change. Yeah, they change with us because we grow as people, as individuals. Our relationship grows, so our knowledge or our experience on these things changes with them. Yeah, and I think the same holds true, of course, with our viewers and audience because they're also growing, they're also changing, and their opinions are always being formed and informed. It was funny because somebody messaged the other day. They were like, I'm watching this Korean show, and it's about infidelity, and they're like... I saw so many things that they did wrong because I listened to Behind Relationship oh, Goals. What? I didn't see that. <laughs> so they were like, ah, and daming ginagawa mali nitong dalawang to sa Korean novela na to. They should listen to Bones and Fofo's podcast. <laughs> yeah, those Korean novellas should listen to us. Why not? But anyway, for this episode, we're going to start off with a little quote. How do you say this? Is it a myth? I, d- I wouldn't say it. No, 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 no. Definitely not a myth or a superstition, but it's something that comes with the action. So a lot of people say or have been telling us before, pa. now once the both of us get married, it's not just the both of us. I don't just marry you. You don't just marry me. I'm also marrying your family. Yes, you marry into the family. my family. Woohoo. Yeah, okay. Yes, I've heard that many times, especially when we finally got engaged and we started telling the titos and the titas. A lot of people would say, oh, you're not just marrying Megan, now you're also marrying her family. Yes, and they and would her say family's, the same. And her family's problems. And I'm like, some people would go as yeah, far as saying yeah. that. I really believe that others have experienced that and others have heard their loved ones or titos and titas say that to them before mm-hmm. they get married. How do you feel about that? I think this is a topic that is very true for Filipino families. Because I know a lot of friends and neighbors. Pag kinakasal, dun kayo lahat sa compound na yon, or you all share one house, tapos palalakihin lang palalakihin yung bahay based on like how many families start living with you. But Which to a certain extent I experienced because as yes. I was growing up, I grew up in a compound with obviously my immediate family, my mom's parents, my lolo and lola, and the sisters of my lolo and lola. Basically, all of his lolas had their own house in the compound. So all the families were living there together. But when you think about it, for my dad, how did he feel? I wonder, of course, I can't ask him anymore. My dad passed away over a decade ago. I wonder how he felt. Like, now I would probably ask him, what were your reservations going into that community? Yes. Where it's possible that if there were problems, they might side with my mom mm-hmm. by default. Yeah. Because they're more close on. So it was a really, really interesting dynamic. We go back to the question. Do you agree with that statement? When you marry me, you marry my family. And when I marry you, I'm marrying your family. I think to a certain degree, you do marry into the family. Because... 
these are people that your partner loves and these are people that your partner grew up with. My family root don, not just by blood, but also from experience. When somebody says that you marry into their family, I don't think that it should be a bad thing because these are people that your partner loves. You know, you're right. I like that point. I think that this line or this idea connotes something bad automatically. Yeah. Like, it's a threat. Eh. It's a oh, threat. Oh, but if you marry her, you're marrying her family. Or like, kaya mo ba sila? Kaya mo? Parang may mga ganong lines like that you mentioned that Because now that I think about it, I never thought about it in a bad way. It's just that that line coming across when it's told to you always sounds so negative. But when yeah. you think about just the idea, and I think about our experience, I had absolutely no problem committing to Megan's family because that was part of it. I commit to Megan and I commit to everyone she loves immediately. Yes, but I think also people say that out of experience because not everybody has a good experience with their partner's family or like let's say for example their in-laws. You know, it's different for every person and everybody has a different personality. The best thing we can do here is kind of break things down. I don't know if there's a clear-cut answer if this is a good idea or a bad idea. Okay, so let's... into the family. So let's you can go break back. it down into the different aspects. Okay. But before we get into the breakdown, I want to ask you something. Okay. How do you feel about marrying into my family? How do you feel about that relationship? You've lived with my brothers. Yes. You've talked to my mom on many times, many occasions. You've seen good times. You've seen mm-hmm. bad times. You've seen fights. What's your experience marrying into the Da'is household? So wait, is this just immediate family or everything? Ma? It could be the cousins as well and the titas yeah. and titas because they're part of it. Okay, so when I first met Miguel's family, I was shocked because my family, like the size is just tama lang. Like we're three magkakapatid and then we have some cousins here or there. My mom's side has a lot of cousins but when I met Mikael's family, his first cousins, mga 50 siguro sila on one side. Yeah, dad's side lang. His dad's side pa lang. He has 30 cousins on like his mom's side. I was shocked at how much immediate family Mikael had and my first thought was how am I going to memorize everybody's names? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> because I'm so bad at memorizing names. I'll remember a face, but then I have such a hard time connecting a face to a name. And a lot of my friends can attest to this. So that was the first thing that I had in mind. And it took me years before I could memorize everybody's names. Oh and sometimes I, I mix up people's names. Pa, so that was the first thing. Okay, so it's yeah, yeah. The second thing was Mick and his family come from from a completely different background from me. I wasn't scared or anything, or I wasn't intimidated, but it was more of a, how do I get along with them? Or like, what adjustments do I need to make? At first, I was very quiet around his family. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I mostly keep to myself when you have your family reunions or I just like stick to you like glue. Yeah, especially during the beginning. I was just really observing everyone and slowly trying to get to know them little by little. Now that you mentioned that, I have two stories I want to tell. At the very beginning, so this was like the first handful of reunions that you went to, maybe even the first one in my dad's side. At this point, we were already together. We had seen each other for a few months already. Mm-hmm. Very comfortable with one another. You were in short, not much super short shorts, but shorts. So your legs were seen. And you're tall. Yeah, I have long you're legs. tall compared to everyone else. <laughs> 
So you come in and people can see those legs. And my Lola is um, somewhat conservative. No, definitely conservative. Very religious, very pious and prayerful. Mm-hmm. So the tendency definitely is very eye-catching. Yan. Yes. If you come in in a not the most conservative fashion. I don't remember this. <laughs> You'll remember this. You'll remember this. She comes in, okay lang. What she had to do that Megan isn't used to is greet everyone and beso. Megan kasi usually handshake. Yeah. So, binigyan ko na siya ng heads up, syempre. Diba? Yun yung kasanayan ng pamilya ko. She did that. She did a great job. I introduced everyone. Naalyo lahat. We went along with the lunch. As the day went on, she stuck to me and we were having fun and then she eventually sat on my lap. Oh! You oh remember this now? Yes. She sat on my lap for a good 5-10 seconds. Wala lang, as in playfully lang, not, naman any, not in a sexy way, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like probably joking and Or maybe I wanted to, to see something on your phone. And that 5-10 to 10 seconds was all she needed to make an impression on my Lola. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that ended, she t- I, think, I don't know if she coursed it through my mom or my mom told me. But someone told me, hey, I don't think it's appropriate that Megan sits on your lap during the <laughs> reunion. <laughs> and you know what? I have to say, I'm sorry. I think that's my fault. You're turning red. Oh, am I? <laughs> uh, I think that was my fault. I should have been more aware. But nawala sa isip ko because I was so comfortable with you. Obviously, I'm comfortable with my family. But these are pitfalls talaga. They were bound to happen. Eh. If it yeah. didn't happen then, they were going to notice something that we do that doesn't necessarily fit their more conservative ideas. Yeah, and I think I really just made a conscious effort. I didn't change who I was. I didn't stop being sweet to Mikael when it was just us. Or I didn't try to change my outfits. I think even when I was with your family, we just respect where they are. Yes. Like, yes, you want them to accept who you are, Mm-mm. but you don't need to show that 100% at the very first second. Yeah. So, diba, let it be a nice, slow walk towards the middle Yeah. of showing yourself and them opening up to you as well. It was funny because I think throughout like the course of a number of years, you would also have your reunion on your mom's side. One of your titos was like, hey, new outfit. Like, is this a new Megan? I was like, <laughs> um, I came from work, but this is normally what I wear. I think I had like a rocker look. And I went, like when we started dating, ganun yung... May pagka emo rocker look si Megan oh, oh. at the start of our relationship. So I would have like ripped jeans and like Doc Martens and like off-shoulder shirts. And he's like, oh, no look. Because he would normally see me in Pambahay because I just go to their house in Pambahay. But I went to you right after work. Yeah. And he's like, new Megan. I was just like, uh, No, this is normal Megan. <laughs> this is like work Megan. Work Megan. There were just so many sides of Megan that came as not necessarily a shock, but something new to my family. Remember, my family has nothing to do with showbiz. Nobody yeah. is in showbiz. Nobody, Nobody knows does anything entertainment. about it. Yeah. Megan coming in from work or telling stories about work, it's all new. And sometimes new can be shocking. Sometimes new requires an adjustment. And that's what my family felt towards her. That's also what Megan felt towards their more conservative ideas. Mm-mm. And that was okay. Yeah. Yun nga lang. For other relationships, I can imagine that could cause friction. Yeah. Kasi kung hindi nagkaintindihan, kung nagkainisan, kung yun yung nauna, 
may problema. I can imagine other people when napagsabihan na she can't sit on your lap, they'd be like, eh, bakit? Bawal ba? <laughs> like some people like violently oh God, reacting. Yeah. Can, if you did that, World War. Eh, syempre ako. Like I want to respect other people's spaces. Syempre, it wasn't my house. I wanted to respect parang their upbringing as well. So I made little adjustments lang naman. It didn't hurt me to make these adjustments. Okay, okay. So here, tip. Uh, we also read a lot of comments where wala pa akong jowa. Pero I really like listening to this podcast. Of course, it's okay if you're single yeah. or you've never had a girlfriend or boyfriend. Of course, you can watch this. These are like general life experiences. But here, now that we've talked about this, a tip sa mga magkakajowa and the first meeting with the family, I advise patience. Mm. For sure, may mga statements, may mga comments that might not be received very well. Baka magkaroon ng ilangan. And kasama yan sa growing pains. Can I... I just want to have a story to tell about our family. Oh, okay, go. So, Mikael is a very upfront kind of person. He'll tell it to you as it is. And sometimes it comes off very harsh to other people. Oh, yeah. Because you're very upfront. Yeah. And you just like telling it as it is. Some people just can't handle the hard truth. Especially during the beginning of our relationship. You would be like that to me. Like, you would give me constructive criticism. Sometimes, I wouldn't take it yeah, lightly. But very direct and constructive criticism. Bro. Yes. So, sometimes, like, syempre, nasasaktan din ako. Like, if something constructive is said towards me, ibig sabihin may ginagawa akong mali or he sees something that's a bit off. Knowing me, and I'm sure you guys know that I cry because of anything when I'm happy, sad, angry, etc. etc. Iiyak ako. Pag may constructive criticism si Fofo, I'll accept it. Pero syempre, just like anyone else, iiyak naman ako. Nakikita ako nila, Victor, Lauren, ni Mama, and they're like, but ka umiiyak? Fofo gave me constructive criticism. And, oh my God. Okay, I remember this. Go. Tell the story. And they were like, yabang-yabang talaga ni Mikael. Ganyan-ganyan. May mga ganun silang comment. Why doesn't he just say it to you like in a different way? I'm like, and I try to explain to them, like, this is Mikael's personality. It's okay. Like, I accept it naman. And I'm making adjustments. He's making adjustments. Naiyak lang talaga ako because that's my personality. Can I add to that? And I'll just like specify Tita Vicky's amazing anyway. We're yeah. super close. I love Dude, nagalit Tita Vicky sa akin. Parang gusto niya akong awayin. And in the house. Oh, oh. In the gusto house. Gusto niya talagang awayin. She wanted to fight me or or like have an argument with me. I don't know. Said, Ba't mo pinapahayak yung anak ko? Parang ganun. <laughs> And then in my head, I was like, what? We were having an argument like in the dining area. And yeah, I was on the phone, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I was on yeah. the phone and I could hear Tita Vicky on the background. Ba't pinapahayak yung anak ko? Ba't yung pinapahayak? And then I was like, What? Wait, what's happening? Like, the call, I remember. It was a heated argument. Yeah, we were talking about something and I was giving criticism, constructive criticism to Megan. Like, I wanted her to be better at what she was doing. Mm -hmm. There was a problem that we were discussing. I don't remember the specific problem. And knowing my voice and how I react to things, it may sound like, pumipitik ako. Or... Yeah, or it may sound like, inaapi si Megan, because that's how she reacts. <laughs> But on my end, it was all just positivity. Like, I wasn't violent. I wasn't putting her down. I wasn't saying like, no, banuka, wala kang kwenta. <laughs> I wasn't saying that at all. I was just discussing and laying down, hey, this happened and I think you need to be able to face this problem and address it so that next time, you're better. And then mom, like, we're on the phone, right? Mom goes, ano yan? Tama na! 
And I was just like, huh? Mom, stop. And I'm just like, I'm on the phone. Like, this is the first time mom and I ever had a shouting match. Oh, really? Mom and I never fight. Because and, of me. I don't know if I'm going to be proud or not. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but alam nyo naman yung mga away ng nanay at mga anak. And sometimes they really get out of hand. So mom was like, tigilan mo yan. And I was just like, get out of my business. <laughs> And this was the first time I ever talked to mom like that. FYI po, andun pa rin ako sa phone. Andun pa rin siya. And narinig ko pa rin lahat. It's like, get out of my business. Shut up. Honestly, after that, I felt so bad because I wanted to make sure that Fofo and I were okay. But at the same time, I had disrespected my mom. And it did not look good because, of course, I want Mikael to always be in like a good light with my family. The way that I would react and explain things to them didn't help at all. So I think also in situations like this, you have to also make sure that you explain to your family who your partner is. You slowly introduce your partner to them and let them get to know the person that you love because you love both sides. You love your family. You love the partner you're with. And it does take time. If I try to read that whole situation, I find that that situation was somewhat unavoidable because you and I had that bond which was growing and getting stronger and we were really getting to know each other, we would understand one another's nuances. But the thing is, it was impossible for her immediate family and her loved ones to understand those nuances because they don't relate to me. Mm. I don't see them as often as I see her. I don't talk to them as often as I talk to Bones. The downside of that is if they see reactions between us that they don't agree with, and that they don't understand, they might react like Mama V did, right? yeah. which is violently or negatively, or they might judge it without knowing the whole the situation. Whole story, yeah. But like I said, hindi to may iwasan. So, I mean, how do you deal with these things? For us, there was just so much confidence and belief in our relationship. I think that's why you defended me and defended our relationship because you knew, no, what we're doing is right. You guys just probably don't understand it because you don't see the whole thing. Mm -mm. I think that's one way of dealing with it. It's funny that you say that because even Victor and Lauren only recently really understood the dynamic of our relationship. You, how your brain works in the most recent years when we actually got to be around each other and hang out together. Just to let all of you know, Lauren did not like me. Yeah, she didn't at first. Lauren did not like me. I remember I asked Victor. He was more open. So not dislike, but Victor was definitely more open. I don't think there was fondness for me right away because yun nga, they would see those moments. I wouldn't see them very often and they would see, you know, Megan sometimes crying. In my frustration mode. <laughs> when it came to them, it really took a while for them to get to know me first and then they would understand. But here's the thing, on my part, it took a lot of restraint. So I had to restrain myself from acting up kasi bakit di nyo rin ako naiintindihan? Kasi mm. syempre, it wouldn't feel good for me knowing that parang hinuhusgaan nila ako. Yeah. And they you were know that you're crit- trying to do the right were, thing. They were kind of, kind of criticizing my intent. But my intent was really just good intentions. And then syempre, we couldn't really communicate kasi awkward. Would you say that you had to work extra hard to get to know them or for them to get to know you? No. That wasn't my way. I think that is a choice that I could have made. But the choice that I made was to continually put you ahead of myself. And as long as I was good to you, eventually they will see that because I was going to be good to them. 
O oh, ano, iiyak ka na naman. Oo. Batukan kita. Mm. <laughs> Kinikilig lang ako. <laughs> no, but there, that was my way. I think there are many ways of attacking that. That's the choice that I did. But this brings us to another question. How do you deal when your family criticizes your spouse or your partner? You've been criticized and judged, mm. sometimes wrongly. I think it's figuring out where each party is coming from. Let's say my family criticized you. Why are they criticizing you? Like, what is their intention? Is it a good intention ba? Or is it something that they just want because that's how they do it? I know that your intentions are always going to be good and for the benefit of other people. But if the intent is selfish, then I will have to call them out. I think if we zoom out from this situation, from that question, Mm-mm. it's a matter now of ano yung priority, your relationship with my family or my relationship with your family. And from our experience, yung nangyari dito, whenever there was an issue that involved extended families, <laughs> brothers, sisters, moms, Megan and I made the choice to focus on ourselves first. Kasi para sa akin yun yung pinaka-solid na foundation eh. Yeah. Kasi tayo yung magkasama lagi eh. So yeah. we know each other the best. And we have a goal that is the closest to one another. Those kasi around us, our parents, our siblings, they have other goals in their lives. They have yeah. other things they want for themselves. So they might not completely understand or they might not understand what we want as well as we do. The fact that we were able to focus on ourselves and our relationship first means that we can give ourselves wholeheartedly to our families. Like, if they needed any kind of help, then we would be there step-by-step to assist them or assist them in any way that we could, basically. I think another example here, when there are family obligations, I think the easiest one is going back to family reunions. Ako madami akong ganun. Yeah. I have family reunions every Sunday. So twice a month with my mom's family and then twice on the other Sundays with my dad's family, especially during the first couple of years of our relationship. Yeah, it now was very medyo, frequent. Now when everyone got older, mas naging uh, less frequent. Yeah. Once a month na lang. Pero before, that was a talking point for us. Do you remember how we dealt with that? It was a talking point because Sunday, syempre, is a family day and that's when all your reunions were. It was an issue for Lauren at a certain point. Lauren is very big on get-togethers and scheduling things. She was like, Ate, when are you going to have time for us on a Sunday? And that really hit me because our family isn't big. Tapos kami-kami lang yung magkakasama. When she says get-together, it really is just me, Victor, Lauren, and mom. And Fofo, syempre. Kasama ka rin And whoever my siblings' partners are or were at that time. It was such a big thing for her kasi minsan lang kami magkasama and we don't really get to see our extended family. So she was like, can we get together please? So parang kinailangan niya pang schedule yon. Bakit puro family ni Mick lang kasama mo? What about like our family? So parang umabot siya sa ganung point. And even for Christmases, she was like, Ate, paano yung Christmas? <laughs> paano yung holidays? How are we going to, you know, separate that? Like, don't forget about us, okay? Lagi siya may ganon. The question now is, how do you separate your time for holidays? Are you obligated to go to these different holiday get-togethers? Or can you say no to them? I had a very, very different style dealing with my own family Mm -hmm. which you're very much aware of yeah my family like clockwork as i was growing up all the way until i was like 22 23 years old every sunday every christmas every new year every easter lagging my get together yeah so we would see each other a lot over the course of a year and we became very very close with all the cousins and 50 cousins on one side 30 on another however when i started working 
I made a conscious decision and it wasn't a very popular choice. I told myself that I was not going to succumb to social pressures anymore if it was going to be detrimental to my work. And this was a very unpopular decision. So this is how it worked. I wanted to focus on my work and taping was 24-7. Mm-hmm. 24 hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that was my taping. And then Lilipad kas for regionals on the weekends. So really, literally no time talaga for yeah. anything else. Yeah. Not just relatives, but anything else. I told myself, that I wasn't going to sacrifice my work to go to a reunion anymore. Or you weren't going to sacrifice your sleep. For me, sleeping and recovering and being well-rested is part of work. Eh? So imagine, after 23 years, the first four to six years of me working, I went to reunions maybe thrice a year. Yeah, especially when you were taping. doing that thrice a month. And that was huge. It was a huge adjustment for everyone. For my cousins, they wouldn't see me anymore and they'd be wondering, hey, what was up with him? Baka he's different or whatever. I'm sure <laughs> to a certain extent that entered their headspace. Yeah. But here's what I was thinking and why I believe that it was okay. Because in the very first year, second year, during the three times that I would see them, you would have to catch up during the first 10, 15 minutes. But after 30 minutes of being with my cousins and the people whom I loved, it was like nothing had happened. It was like we were still kids, talking, having fun. And para sa akin, I had so much confidence in that bond yeah. that I knew that I could work hard, focus on myself and the work that I wanted. And eventually, when I see them again, kahit matagal na, I knew that it would just take a couple of drinks, coffee, halo-halo, yeah. <laughs> some high fives, and babalik na yun agad. My mom, my brothers and sisters, titos and titas, cousins, and my friends. My friends from high school, I see them twice a year na lang. Yeah. Pero para sa akin, I know that when we start talking, solid to. That yeah. bond is still there. Yeah. I had a very clear answer to this. Family gatherings and social pressures. And that was my answer. And it just fit my lifestyle. And it fit the kind of relationship I had with them. So that's just something I wanted to share with you guys. Because I know people go through this problem, this social pressures problem a lot. Mm -hmm. But that's one way of dealing with it. It's not the only way. There are many ways that you can do it. But that worked for me. Going back to mine naman. Because... I know Lauren's personality. She's a type of person that really values time and scheduling. One thing that I wanted to do was respect that. So I would make sure that I would schedule something with Lauren. Like, hey, let's really have one night, like maybe like Christmas or Christmas Eve, na tayo lang talaga. Para we can enjoy each other's company. We have to schedule it because gravity din yung mga schedules namin for work and all that other stuff like traveling. That's what works for us. We have to schedule things out. We may not be able to go to all the parties or all the reunions, but we make sure that we go to the most important ones, which is our immediate family. Can I also just give one more example? A clearer sense of why we were skipping these social gatherings. Mm -hmm. And what benefit that actually had to us. Because even you did that to a certain extent, diba? Yeah. Skipping a lot of social gatherings. And, skipping and lunches, like lunches, and get dinners. Going out with friends. Mm. Part of our work, as I mentioned a while ago, is being able to rest properly. And if you have a lot of work, let's say Monday to Friday taping, and you ka na physically. Like you just really need like 10 hours of sleep straight. But the choice is on a Saturday. Do you have 10 hours of sleep straight? Or do you kind of like get yourself out of bed and go out for a night out with friends just to catch up? Honestly, for me, 
there are days when I don't feel like talking to other people. Yeah. I don't feel like socializing. And my friends know this now. Like before, they would get mad. Hindi na ba tayo friends? Like yeah. you don't go out with me anymore. I'm just like, girl, I need to sleep. Leave me alone. <laughs> with that kind of workload, we both realize that our friendship is not based on how many times we get together or how much chica we have yeah. week to week. Our friendship is based on the fact that I got your back. And even though we don't see each other for a year, when we see each other, dude, sobrang solid pa rin tayo. And that's the kind of friendship I have with my high school barakada. I don't see them a lot, but when I saw them in our wedding yeah. or when I see them when we go to Singapore to visit our friend who lives there, dude, sobrang solid ulit. Even though in between those times we don't see hindi each other, nagkikita, hindi kayo kayo nag-uusap. Wala kaming group chat. We have a Facebook Messenger group chat, but barely anybody talks there. So you have a group chat with your barcada. You just don't check it, Popo? Popo is not my group chat, guys. Just yeah. so you know. He's not... But they barely chat also. But your I, face even, is red. You're guilty. Yeah, they barely chat na nga. Ako mas wala pa. Oo, hindi siya matext din kasi. So quick recap before before we move on to mm-hmm. the next issue. When it comes to social gatherings and social pressures, like I said, I have so much confidence in the relationship that I have with these people yes. whom I love that even though I don't see them for extended periods, I know we're still going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that I need to focus on myself. I need to grow as a person on my own. And that's a priority for me as well. So I think that was my basic mindset mm-hmm. dealing with this issue. Same. And I think there's value in taking time for yourself. But importante din na magkita-kita kayo ng pamilya mo. Because seeing them is also very important. I don't think we should take that away from people. Because they might think now we don't really go to these gatherings at all. We're just that confident with ourselves. But no, we really love going to family oh, yeah. gatherings. We love social gatherings. We love seeing family. It's just that we don't go to them all the time. Because we take time to ourselves yeah. as well. I think we were able to tackle that topic pretty well, Bones. Do you have anything else to share on that before we move on? No, I don't. Now we move on. I think another problem or issue that arises with marriages and family or relationships and family is when the parents try meddling in the relationship and try imposing their own rules on the couple's relationship. Yeah. And that happens a lot. A lot. It and didn't really happen to us, but we see it around. We see it on TV. We see it on in the tele- teleseries. We see it in teleseries <laughs> where the dad maybe would say, no, you can't do this. Because that's not the way we do things. Yeah. That's not the way your mom and I do things. So you have to be like us. Or like even when you're planning a wedding, they're like, hey, wait. I have ganito to invite. Dapat, ah. Ganito dapat yung wedding nyo. Let's say you wanted it in Makati, but they wanted it in their old church. Oh my God, I have cuento, I have cuento. There was a story that I heard about a bride who got so stressed because she had a theme, a color theme for her wedding. Let's say it was pink. But then the mother-in-law wanted yellow and I own a bride. So what the mother-in-law did secretly behind the bride's back, she ordered yellow flowers. Okay, I have another one. I have another one just to support that. I know of this couple who was about to get married, but the mom of the bride was talagang super meticulous about what she wanted and ayo niya magpatalo control freak talaga siya oh, really they had so many problems that on the day before the wedding sobrang nag-away yung tatlo oh wow the couple and the mom that the next day which was the wedding day hindi siya natuloy hindi natuloy yung wedding hindi natuloy yung wedding huh? 
I have a feeling that people actually went to the church because I don't think everyone was informed. I can imagine that happened. You need to tell me who this is. You know who this is. I'll remind you who okay. it is. Okay. But eventually they did get married. But grabe no. I know who this is. All the suppliers. I don't know what happened, but how chaotic could that situation have been? That emphasizes the issue that we are about to talk about. So how do you feel about it? Like I said, for situations like this, they're different for every couple. For example, the parents have control over the wedding because they're the ones paying for it. But then there's that mindset also. Sometimes if you're that couple, you also need to respect that because it's your parents who are shelling out for the wedding. For us, it was different because tayo yung gumasto sa wedding natin. No matter what everyone else said, we were like, hey, we're paying for this. It's our day. Hope you can respect that. It's not the same for other people. Another thing is, siyempre, if you're a newly married couple and we go back to you living in the same compound or the same house as your in-laws or your parents, there are still some rules that you need to follow in the house. Kasi siyempre, sila yung nagbabayad ng bahay. Bahay nila yun. So you need to respect that. But then there are also other factors, let's say, how you handle your marriage. For me, that's between the couple. How you handle your budget for me, that's between the couple because that is your part of the relationship. If you're going to talk about how you move in the house, then that's a different thing because there are rules per house. Eh. I have two points that I'd like to make on this issue. I'm sure you guys have noticed that we're a very independent couple. It was a very conscious effort for us to be able to establish that independence because I don't think I would allow other parties, mm -hmm. whether it's family, whether it's friends, to impose rules on us that we don't agree with. Remember, if they agree, we agree with it, then no problem. Yeah, but if we, we can don't get agree advice. With it, yeah. yeah. If we don't agree with it, I would always rely on our independence. Mm -hmm. There is a two-pronged effect to that. The first one is that we get to make our own decisions. But the second one, and this is more important, if we make a mistake, we need to own up to it. And yeah. we will make mistakes. That's the problem with independence. I think some people try to be independent, pero pag may problema, they want to rely on other people. Yeah. And when you rely on other people, you need to allow them to impose some of their ideas and their rules on you. Mm -hmm. Kami, we understood that dynamic. So being independent, pag nagkamali kami, kami yung sasalo. Yeah. Hindi kami hihingi ng tulong sa iba. Of course, we'll ask for advice, we can ask for perspective, pero all the consequences, kami lang yung mag-shoulder. We won't share that with anyone else na. Kasi yun yung choice namin, to be more independent. But there are other couples naman who like the dependence. Yeah. And that's fine, kasi tulungan, di ba? Yeah, I and mean, there's no problem with that. I know so many people in my family, my extended family, that work as a team. Being a team member is not a bad thing. Let's say you need to live with your parents because of the financial situation, and that's fine. Maybe you guys are able to save more money when you all mm -hmm. live together, and that is perfectly fine. Even we were all doing that at one point with your brothers. I was doing that with my siblings at one point. And we all came to the conclusion that we're out here and we're doing this to help each other. I like that. So I think those were two very opposites of examples mm -hmm. of this issue where family meddles with your relationship or your marriage. And you really just need to be able to take a look at the lay of the land and what kind of dynamic do you have with your partner and with the family that you have. I mean, it could be super independent, it could be super dependent, or it could be a mix of both. But I think the first thing that needs to happen is you need to be able to pinpoint ano bang classing relationship ang meron tayo. Yes, yes. And then from there, you work on 
on it. And believe me, it's a process. Just because we're super independent doesn't mean we're amazing at it. Lagi kami nadada pa. <laughs> believe me. Sobra. It always happens. But I think this is the two cents we can give to this mm-hmm. kind of issue. And that goes for if you're independent or if you're dependent. So knowing that we are an independent couple, there are also other factors that come into play. One thing that a lot of people have questions about is money financials because it plays a big part in any relationship yeah and one issue when it comes to family matters and finances is what if there is an obligation for you to provide extra income for family yes let's which say is a very filipino i well maybe not just filipino but, it's but i know a lot of filipino families that have this dynamic my breadwinner how do you deal with that what if i have eight other siblings you do <laughs> you have two other siblings that you take care of mm-hmm. what if we got married and you were obligated to give allowance to eight of my siblings and my mom and then i was obligated to give allowance to your two siblings and your mom mm-hmm. how does that work um, we, don't, we don't do that yes we don't that do is not that our setup all. but i know that there are many family setups that are similar to that or you know, have ideas similar to that. How do you deal with that, Bones? I think before me even giving part of my money to your family, let's say like that was the setup, my first question would be, how come they can't provide for themselves? Okay, so I'm just trying to be very objective here. This would be your thought process. This is my thought with, process. If it actually happened to us. Yeah. These are questions that Bones would ask. So this is just between... In our situation, if my siblings happen to ask Bones for money, hey, can I get an allowance? These are the questions Bones would want to ask. Mm -mm. So number one would be, what are you doing? Like, what is your job? What is your monthly income? How come you need extra money? And then let's say, for example, they do have a job. The next question that I would ask is, what do you spend on? Because obviously, are you spending extra money on things that you shouldn't? Because I want to know where my money will be going. And I want to make sure it's going to essentials and not vices. So that's coming from my end. Because the one thing at the back of my head is I worked hard for this money. And if I'm going to give it to someone or if I'm going to lend it to someone, I want to know where it's going. Because I I spent countless hours because you either don't have money or you don't have a job or I want to know where it goes so that I can help you. I agree to a certain extent, but let me add on to that. Okay. The way I treat things and the way Bones and I treat things when it comes to money even though it's family it has to be very business-like because when it's business-like then you have rules that you can follow yes because like let's say what if my brother asks me mick can i have money for this one etc etc and then he's like ah, okay sige. and then the next day your friend comes in and you're like Uy, pautang, i need money for this and this and you say no and there's no consistency between why you said yes to your brother and why you said yeah. no to your friend. At the end of the day, biglang ikaw maguguluhan ka na rin. Like, who do I really lend to? And then, all of a sudden, you're in need of money naman. And you're in a problem in your situation and you can't get your money back. The reason why I want it to be very business-like, regardless if it's family, is because you need that consistency and that stability if you want to be able to take control of your finances and eventually help others with theirs. So to add on to Bones, if ever a family member 
or someone close to us asks for money, then they need to justify why they need this and how it can actually help them. The last thing that I want to do is give money para sa wala lang. A good example would be a couple of years ago, I think it was like five years ago maybe, mom came up to me and she was like, Anak, I want to start working again but I don't think I'll be able to get work here in the Philippines. And I think studying sterilization will help me get accredited and I'll be able to earn more money in the U.S. because U.S. citizen nga siya. And I said, okay, how much is it going to cost? This is such a good example. Okay. Let's keep going. She gave me the amount and it was pretty heavy on the pocket, I would say. But I knew that I could pay for it. But I wanted to know if she was going to push through with the studying and if she was really going to get that job. Because one thing I didn't want to do was masayang yung pera at masayang yung oras ni mama. So I said, Mom, I really need you to think about this because I can pay for it. But I want to know your commitment and I want to know how much you want it. So think about it and get back to me. Because even if she was my mom and I loved her so much, like I would give her anything because she gave me life and gave me like my upbringing. I still needed to know if it was worth it for the both of us. She was very consistent. She did a lot of research. She talked to a lot of people. And she even found out more about the future job that she would have gotten kung pag-aralan niya yung sterilization. She finally convinced me na she was serious about it. I was there through that, that whole conversation. And I even um, Bonizi would talk to it. me a lot about it. We came to these conclusions together. And the ending was, we eventually helped Mama V take her sterilization class and get certified. And now she's in the U.S. and she's doing amazing. Mm-mm. And she's, she's certified so she earns more money. She is. And she's working towards a retirement fund yeah. that will basically sustain her for the rest of her life. And it all kind of started with that sterilization certification. Mm-mm. And I think that's exactly what we meant when we say, if we're going to lend you money, we want it to really actually help you and support you and make you grow as a person. Ayoko yung wala lang. Mm-mm. Kasi kung wala lang yun, if we gave that money and all she did was gamble, go to the casino, tapos eventually she asked for money again. Yeah. Not only were we irresponsible, but we were allowing and enabling Mama V to be irresponsible as well. Yeah. Indirectly. And that's not something that she taught me. She always taught me to be responsible with anything I was getting into. So it was, we were just kind of reminding each other in that aspect. But, you know, it's not always the same case for everyone. Yeah, I think that was a very specific case where there was opportunity and we wanted to support that opportunity. But of course, there are other cases where maybe a parent is sick Mm-mm. and they need allowance. Or they're handicapped and they can't work. We honestly have not come across that situation yet. Yeah. I don't think we have like the right experience and knowledge in those aspects. Yeah, but definitely it's something that we will think about and consider. I mean, is that something we can answer off the top of our head right now? Okay, let's just put it into perspective. Like, what if, okay. hypothetically speaking, what if ganun yung mangyari kay mama? Like, she reaches an age na hindi niya na kaya magtrabaho, she has no income. Well, I mean, mom has a retirement fund. <laughs> but, yeah. Because she worked for that. But, okay, let's say wala lahat yun. Okay? okay. Knowing my mom, she's a very simple person. Ang gusto niya lang Nasa farm siya, meron siyang bahay kubo, may mga konting animal Cute. siya, and may garden siya, masaya na siya. So, 
for me. If, Wait lang, simple ba yun? Sabi mo, bahay kubo and the farm. Sabi ko, yung farm. Hindi malaking farm. I'm joking, I'm joking. Like she just wants like a fish pond or something like okay. maliit lang. Alright, to make it simple, if kung may sakit nga and then hindi na niya kaya magtrabaho and there's no source of income, of course, we will be there to help because we have extra. Yeah. But let's focus on the now and the present situation that we have. Mm-hmm. Right now, all of our family members, all of our loved ones are very able. Mm-hmm. So right now, you enable them to take care of themselves as much as they can. Yeah. Ayaw mo yung patapon na walang pakialam and just being irresponsible kasi alam nila na later on may sasalo sa kanila. One thing that we always remind you know, our siblings and the people around us is to always have an emergency fund. And they don't need to put a lot of money into this. It could be like 100 pesos a month, yeah. you know, a peso a day or whatnot. But if you save that money throughout the years, you'll be able to have some sort of emergency fund. So basically, when it comes to this situation and helping out financially with a loved one, a sibling or a mm-hmm. parent, right now... Fortunately, we don't have to deal with that. In the future, we'd like to avoid that or at the very least minimize the chance that that happens by really enabling and helping and supporting everyone to be able to be independent on their own. And that includes being financially independent. Yes. So if you have younger siblings like I do yeah. who are still studying, you have to encourage them and support them to study hard. So they can be independent. So that if ever an unforeseen circumstance happens, na someone is disabled or someone gets sick and wala na yung pera, then we can all band together and financially help that person. Yes. Out. Hindi lang iisang tao, kundi Oo. lahat kayo. So tulungan yan. Pero tulungan doesn't start pag may nangangailangan na. Oh, it starts even before. starts before it. So that you can prevent it and minimize the weight of it later on. Alright. Ang dami natin na pag-usapan na na medyo mabigat. Gawin pa natin mas mabigat. <laughs> Loaded question of the week. Ting, 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 ting. Oh, I like that. It's kind of like, <laughs> like a TV show. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Loaded question of the week is what? Who comes first after marriage? Your family or parents or your spouse? This is quite easy. We discussed this over the course of this whole podcast. Mm-hmm. So this loaded question introed by all our discussions throughout this podcast. Yes. Can so you guys guess it? <laughs> okay, so it's very easy. For me, after marriage, your spouse comes first. Because that's your core. That's eh. your center. Mo. You, you are each other's rock. Yeah. And then you relate to the parents of one another as a couple. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to marry your mother-in-law or father-in-law or your father and your mother, <laughs> then the spouse has to come first. You are the rock and you are as one. At least that's how... Oh, sorry. She wanted to hold my hand. Yeah. No rock. <laughs> but that is how we go through our lives, that we have to be as solid as possible so that we can relate to everyone else whom we love in the best possible way as well. Angaling mo, Fufu. Yay. <laughs> Sound effects? Ting, 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 ting. Loaded question of the week. <laughs> All right. And there you go. And with that tune, we end this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm Fofo. And I'm Bones. And don't forget to comment and like our podcast. And don't forget to comment and put in the hashtag, hashtag behind relationship goals. See you guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye. <laughs>